Hello and welcome to the True Podcast. I'm Josh Karam and with me as always is Ted Karam. Hey guys. Now last time in Breaking Free we were talking about AHA journaling and it's been a little while since the last podcast so we hope you guys have been playing around with the AHA journaling method. I will leave a link in the description below as well in case you haven't checked it out on therealu.net. You can check out a AHA journaling worksheet right there. But I was hoping to just launch us right into a question because we're a couple weeks into the new year now, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how, how, how well have we been holding on to things? <laughs> so choice is a function of awareness. How can we consciously choose something new if we're not even aware that we have a choice? That's a great question. And um, we are just a couple weeks into the new year and attempting to be a new you, attempting to be effective with our New Year's resolutions. And as we talked about last time, Josh, we said, you know, until we really get into the subconscious program that's really running our lives and changing it, too often things don't change. And so that's what it's all about, realizing that by bringing greater awareness to the way we're feeling, greater awareness about what we're thinking, the mindfulness all day long, we're starting to shine a light into a dark place in our minds and realize, oh my God, have those aha moments that set us free when that realization of, look at this is, this is a program. This is a pattern. And it's, and it's familiar. You, as we said before, you're going to recognize it, but it becomes crystallized for you. And then what happens is, is your awareness of these patterns playing out these patterns that get triggered and we don't even know they're there. We don't even know they're, we're running a program. We just think we're being ourselves. We just think this is our personality. We just think this is the way life is. But when that happens, when we get triggered, when our buttons get pushed and these programs run, we lose our free will to a program. We don't even know that we've lost our choice to improve our lives, to choose again, to choose a better life. So... What we want to do is pick up with where we left off last time. Topic here really today is raising our awareness. That's what we were doing last time in breaking free. The first step was raising our awareness of our reactive patterns. And every single one of us has these. So some reactive conditioning is good, right? We learned none of us when we were born, no no child, no infant knows how to walk. We have to learn, we stand up, and then we take steps, we fall down, and we develop a program for walking. And so now we can just get up and do it. Some programs are good, but a lot of programs are not. They hold us back, and they were formed when we failed, when we didn't measure up, when we didn't think we were good enough. And as a result, they keep holding us back in life. So we're going to talk a little bit about what it means to raise our awareness. This is like getting off the ground a little bit. It's like getting up in a helicopter or an airplane and gaining an entirely new perspective where we begin to see things we never saw before. Remember last time we quoted Carl Jung, the psychologist. He said, until you make the unconscious conscious, what that means is the invisible visible, it will rule your life, direct your life, and you'll call it fate. So what we need to do is get up there in a higher perspective, get up in that helicopter, raise our awareness, raise our vibration, and start seeing the interconnectedness of things so that we can better navigate life. So freeing ourselves from the past, that's what this is all about. Becoming the new you. We talked about that a few podcasts ago, right? In the new year. What does that mean? Expressing more of the real you. It's shedding the old skin. It's letting go of the past. It's bringing forth your inner light of your true being and shining in a whole new way. 
So it's so important to pay attention to your feelings. That's what we were talking about. That's what this whole little aha journaling process is about. If you haven't done it yet, go ahead and give it a try. I mean, it's free. It's all out there. There's a worksheet. It's simple to apply. You just put a pen with a folded up piece of paper in your pocket and you walk, you carry it around with you. And what it does is it makes you mindful. Mindful of what? Negative emotions. Whenever you feel a negative emotion, you pull out your piece of paper, your pen at the earliest convenience, and you write it down. And again, what are you writing down here? You're writing down the trigger. What triggered the emotion in you? It was the way someone looked at you. It was the way someone said something to you. It was what you heard on the news. It was what you saw on the internet. What was the trigger event? Then right away, what's the feeling? You go inside your body. What am I feeling? I'm feeling hurt. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling afraid. I'm feeling worried. Whatever the feeling is, you write down the feeling. And then you let the whole outer world go and you tune into that feeling within your body. Where is it? And you ask yourself, what's the predominant thought? And the thought is whatever's in your mind at that time. And you write that down. So if you're feeling worried, you may be anxious or fearful. What if I get sick? What if I die? What if a family member gets sick? What if I lose my job? What if I can't provide anymore? What if, what if, what if, what if, all these worrisome thoughts, these anxiety thoughts, you write it down. And then the process is right away, if you can, or at the end of the day, you review your, your daily inventory of your emotional reactions and negativity and you cross out that thought and you replace it with a more empowering thought. And you then feel that more empowering feeling that goes with that thought. Remember, when we change the way we think, it changes the way we feel. If you change the way you think about a person or a situation, doesn't it change the way you feel about that person or situation? So this is what we're doing. We're catching these stories. We're changing them. And what you're literally doing in that process is you are rewiring the physiology of your brain. You are rewiring your neural networks and your brain. And that's how powerful this simple little aha journaling process is and how freeing it can be. So you'll be paying more attention. And as you're paying more attention, you're developing higher states of emotional intelligence, gaining the freedom to choose now. As you started with that question, choice is a function of awareness. As your awareness elevates, your ability to choose becomes more profound. And, you, and you're no longer just reacting to life as a puppet on a string with no choice because you're gone and the program's just running. You are aware, you are present, you are watching for signs of emotional distress and you are not letting yourself go to sleep. You are not letting that program just run. And so your freedom comes back to you, your true freedom. So you're catching those, those times during the day when you're feeling negative and you're catching the thought at the heart of it. And so you're seeing that inner critic. Remember, the sub, if we, until we make the unconscious conscious, until we make the invisible visible, it's just going to rule our lives. You're catching that, vo that inner critic, the voice of the inner critic that's telling you, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve it. That's always beating you up. Nobody loves me. Whatever negative story it's telling you, it's untrue. It's not the truth. You are magnificent. You're the most worthy and deserving of everything. You are love itself. You are love's pure light, a being of radiance and brilliance. And that's the reality. That's the true you. So catching these stories is so important. And a lot of times we're just triggered. We don't even know it. You're going to catch it. So the key here is realizing that you have the power 
to control the way you respond if you don't allow yourself to go to sleep and just let a program kick up and run. If the program kicks up and run and you, and it passes your awareness and you're not paying attention, it could run for hours, it could run for days, it could run for weeks, months, it could run a long time. And what does it mean when that program's running? Your future is going to look a lot like your past because that's your past conditioning. So you're just you're just feeding that program. Yeah, so you're talking about paying attention though and I think one of the big questions then is it's it's not a couple days have passed, right? A week has passed since we introduced this and it's an action to recognize the emotion that you are feeling, but it is another action to actually take the action to write it down on that piece of paper. Absolutely. How do we gain the conscious ability not only to be like after all this time I feel that I get it, but to hold on to that idea of I got to keep journaling, this. I have to keep. <laughs> Very good question. It's hard to keep things up sometimes. It is. Yeah. I mean, this is the whole thing: practice, practice, practice. Whatever we practice, we live in life. So it's the same with anything: learning how to play the piano, the guitar, learning how to uh, play a sport, learning how to do anything. It's about practicing. It's about doing it, and then it becomes over time easier because it becomes more habitual we don't have to think always consciously in the beginning we'll miss it right and we've said this last time it's natural not to catch yourself in the act okay so in other words you'll get upset you'll lose control or you'll become fearful or whatever it is and then you won't even know it and later that night you're emptying your pockets and then all of a sudden oh wait here's my my aha journal uh, worksheet. Oh, let me, let me, okay, let me do it. Let me take inventory. When did I feel negative today? And then you write it down. But as you do that more and more, what happens is you'll begin to catch it sooner and sooner. And eventually you won't even need the aha journaling worksheet because you'll be so aware, so present, so looking for Anything that would take you out of the present moment because that's where your joy is, that's where your love is, that's where the reality and the magic of life is, that you, you, you're just paying attention. You're just awake. This is about raising your awareness. You've got to practice it. And just like anything, anybody can do it. And it's a skill. You'll develop greater presence. You'll develop greater awareness. And as a result... You won't keep falling back into the old you. Remember we talked about why do New Year's resolutions never really mm. stick? Because two to three weeks, four weeks into it, life happens. What is life happens? Problems, issues, yeah. uh, things that distract you. And, and what happens? It kicks up the old program and guess what? The old vibration is now active again and you're just feeding it again. Now you keep reacting and reliving the same old past, overlaying it on your future. It's kind of like, I think we mentioned this before, but I don't know if we really got into it. It's kind of like the TV analogy of life, right? So there's a TV in probably everybody's household. What makes the TV work? Two things. One is a blank screen, and then the light that shines through the pixels. And there's RGB, there's red, green, blue in each little pixel. And so that beam of pure white light shines through the pixels and causes them to light up with different colors, different vibrations, and different intensity. And that dancing pattern of vibration is what our eyes pick up. It makes it through the filter of the human eye. Remember, the eye is just a filter. And it translates, it encodes that dancing pattern of vibration into impulses, just spikes, electrical spikes along the optical nerve that goes back to the brain. And our brain invents the image. Mm. 
it creates the picture. Our eyes don't see, our brain sees. So we need the black screen, the blank screen, and we need the light. This is an analogy of there's all these subconscious programs that kick up and run when our buttons get pushed and we're not even aware of it, right? So what is that in the analogy of the TV? That's like there's trauma from our past, there's hurt, there's pain, there's loss, there's lack. There's all these events from our past that are, that's imagery that would, you know, when we when I was five years old or when you were six years old or whatever it was, some this happened, that happened. And what, what happens is, is the light of our awareness, our energy automatically flows into it because we're not paying attention. The program kicks up and now we're feeding it. We're giving it airtime. It's playing. And imagine a TV screen and over in the left, there's a picture of you back at three years old and there was some trauma or pain you felt and you formed all these negative beliefs and there's a program running. And then over in the lower right corner, there's more. And then somewhere right in the middle, there's another program. So how can we create a clear new display on the screen of life of our new self, of our better world, of our improved life until we let go of all until we can let go of this subconscious program until we can have a blank screen so the question is then there there's trauma from the past of course but to live into this true blank screen and getting to that point there's a lot of times where it feels that there's going to be people let's use an example somebody cuts me off i get out of the car and i go into my hot journal <laughs> and i'm like still be like yeah that guy was mm -hmm. such a jerk which mm -hmm. i feel as though possibly defeats the purpose of it because you're still holding on to the emotion while writing it down. How do we get to a truly blank space where we're not just yeah. like writing it down but still feeling horrible about still it? Still feeling horrible about it. Yeah, and it's natural that you'd still feel horrible. So again, this is a great example. We talked about it before, getting cut off in a car or, or having someone cut in front of us in line or you know anything like that. Just think about, we talked about how the AHA journal, the journaling technique helps reveal this to you, right? As human beings, we have attention deficit disorder as a species. So we don't remember anything for a long period of time. But so that's what this journaling technique's all about. Helping us remember where we get stuck, the programs that kick up, and then revealing them over time, you know, at the end of the week in the week long review, revealing the patterns, the programs, creating those aha moments in us of self realization where we go, oh my God, look at that's just been operating all this time. And the awareness of it itself begins to cut the cord of feeding that energy anymore because now that we're aware of it, we don't go unconscious. We, we're looking for it. We're conscious, and now it can't play anymore, and those programs fade away. So being cut off in a car, what do we do? Aha journaling, right? We're back to it. First, what's the trigger? What's the event? I was cut off by someone. Okay, great. You write that down. Number two, what's the feeling? Anger, frustration. Great, you write that down. Then you let the whole world go. You come inside. You feel inside what you're feeling. Where is it? And then you say, what's the predominant thought? And it's like, what a jerk. What a, you know, what an idiot. And you write that down. So then you realize the aha moment is in realizing it's not the event. It's not what's happening that's causing your feeling. It's the story in your mind you're telling yourself about what's happening that's causing the feeling. Right. So when you think what a jerk, that creates anger and frustration. Right. Now, you could, like we said before, you could equally hold a different story like, whoa, wow, this person's in a rush. Maybe they're they need to get somewhere quickly. Maybe someone's in need. Maybe they're, they're trying to get to the hospital to be with a loved one or they're trying to get home to take care of their children. Let me make way for them. Let me w wish them well and pray that all is well. 
Now, when you have that thought, when you change the thought, how can I help? How can I give? How can I serve this person? It changes your feeling. Now, all of a sudden, you're filled with compassion and understanding. You feel good. Just by that one little change, you know, you just really begin to be conscious of what does it matter in the end even, whether the guy's a, the person in the car is a jerk or not. All that matters is what you make of it because that's what determines your reality. So at first, like you said, how do I change that? At first, you may not. It may just be a process of being conscious of it. Recognition is the first step. Recognizing gaining awareness, seeing it. You may not be able to change the emotion right away, and that's, that's normal, that's fine. But as you pay attention to it more and more, and as you just practice and work with this, and you say, you know, negative emotions only hurt me. <laughs> Who's the one now that lives with the negative vibration? You. That, the person in the car could have been a jerk. They could have not. They could have been a, a wonderful person trying to get to someone in need. What's the difference and who cares? In the end, it's what you make it that determines your reality. Remember Qui-Gon Jinn? Mm. Your it's focus your focus determines your, reality. determines your reality. And we don't even realize that. We think it's everything happening in the world. We think it's everything happening in the news. We think it's everything out there that's causing us to feel so terrible, fearful, angry, whatever we're feeling. But it's not. It's the stories we're telling ourselves in our mind. Yeah, so... Ah, journaling, you're catching and such. But I just want to ask one of the big questions where it's like, all this bad stuff happened to me. Can't I just feel bad for a little bit? Can't, can't, can't the world take pity on me? Like, poor me, <laughs> this all happened. Why is it important to be catching it constantly? Can I? I'm a human. I can feel bad sometimes. Why can't I feel yes, bad yes, sometimes? Yes, yes, yes. It's not bad to feel bad. It's actually natural and you will. Okay, so our, our full range of emotions are, are what they are. It makes us human. It's not that we should never feel upset. We should never feel hurt. We should never feel put out. We should never feel overwhelmed. It's not that we should never feel angry. We will. We're human beings. It's just... How long are we going to hold on to that emotional response? Mm. How long are we going to keep ourselves in an unconscious state and playing out those programs? How long are we just going to not be present and continue to allow our future to be just more of our past? Or do we really want New Year's resolutions? Do we really want to be a new mm. self? Do we really want to bring forth more love, more joy, more abundance, more prosperity, more radiance, more brilliance in our lives and shine? Do we really want to live the fulfillment of our heart's true desire? Hmm. Because our heart already knows. Our heart is connected with the light of our being. Our heart, or, or do we want to just keep reacting and blaming the world and being victims? Now, sometimes we all will, okay? Mm. We're human beings. So we'll say, you know, there's only so much I can do. And it's like, okay, well then just relax. Care for yourself. Nurture yourself. Do something you love. Watch something that makes you inspired, that makes you feel good. But this inner work, remember, this is a call. This is all interaction. We're not actually changing anything in the outer world. We're changing ourselves. We're doing what Gandhi said, be the change, right? So this is all part of that. We're, we're getting really practical here in terms of, well, how do you do that? And sometimes we'll feel more up to that than others. Here's the thing. As you start doing this, you'll go, oh, my God, 
And you'll feel the hit of the aha moments and that energy that rushes, that returns to you. It's no longer being bound up in a pattern, replaying on the TV screen of life. It's now free. And that's, that's the energy of your being. That's the force. That's the life force. That's your prana. That's all of a sudden you start feeling good again. You start feeling better. Your body feels more energized. Your health feels more improved. You feel stronger. And you don't even know why. It's just you're no longer being drained by all these programs that are like vampires sucking your energy. So just that alone causes you to want to do it more. It's like, I, I, I'm not going to go unconscious. <laughs> I'm going to remain present. I'm not going to let that person or that circumstance cause me to just feel bad again. I care too much about the way I feel and how important it is for me to feel good in life. I'm not just going to let that happen anymore. I'm going to be diligent. And maybe you'll put a, maybe you won't pick up your aha journaling worksheet and you won't take that pen with you today, but you might have some pain, some experience. You go, wait, let me start doing that again. And that's great. That's getting back on the bicycle. That's saying, uh, yeah, you know, you might even forget about it. It's too much work. Mm-hmm. It's too much effort. I don't want to look at all this negativity. <laughs> it's not about looking at the negativity so you feel bad. It's looking at the negativity so you can get to the root of it and snip it at the root because it's it's in the subconscious programming. And when you do that, you set yourself free. So jump in there. Yeah, jump yeah, into yeah, that yeah, book yeah. You got there. Jump so in, jump into uh, jumping on water. Let's there jump into a couple of more things here and jumping on water because there's some great examples here. That again, you know, the more you just hear about these examples, the easier it is to apply in your own life. So again, as we talked about, though we do our best, we can't always control the events and circumstances in our lives. I mean, it's just life happens, right? But we can always control how we respond, which ultimately determines how we feel. Conscious recognition, this whole raising of self-awareness, gives you the deeper awareness of why you feel the way you do and the ability to deliberately change. And this is the secret to unconditional joy. This is the secret to true freedom. A freedom that's not based upon the conditions in life. You know, A Course in Miracles teaches that nothing has any meaning except the meaning we give it. Hmm. Ultimately, every symbol, everything in this world is a form. It's just a symbol. And it's funny sometimes that some people can look at the same symbol and assign completely different meaning. Some people could love that person or that circumstance or that situation, and other people could hate it, you know, because be completely opposed to it. It's not the symbol. It's what we assign, the story we give it in our minds. So again, nothing really has any meaning except the meaning we give it. At the end of the day, at the end of your life, your power and freedom lie in making reality mean for you what you say it does. Your attitude toward life determines what life becomes for you. Hmm. It's really that simple. (laughs) So let's consider another example of applying the aha journaling technique. So here's a little example. This is Lauren. Lauren has two teenage children. One morning, she arrived at the office, frazzled and distraught. What's wrong? asked her boss. I feel bad because I really lost it with Vicky this morning. I've repeatedly asked her to pick up her room and do a few simple chores around the house, but she doesn't listen. She's 16 now and needs to start acting her age. On top of that, Lauren continued, reporting deadlines are due today and I'm so far behind. Don't worry about the reports, her boss replied. Let me buy you a cup of coffee. The two sat down at a table in the corner of the cafe. 
Laura's boss suggested that she let everything go for just a moment and just try and relax. On a piece of paper, he guided Laura through the aha journaling process. While sipping her coffee, Laura noticed something peculiar. She had written down the first trigger, my daughter doesn't listen. And then the associated feeling, which was frustration. And when she touched into herself and felt that frustration in her, in her body, she felt it right in her chest. And she said, what's the predominant thought here? And the thought was, I'm not getting through to her. I'm not a good parent. And so then she wrote down a journal entry around the second phenomena, which is reporting deadlines was the trigger and she's way behind. She's just behind in work and she feels bad about it. So the feeling inside was that she was agitated and anxious, making her feel, you know, a little worried. And then when she sat with that, she came inside herself and she felt where that was. And then she wrote down the prominent thought, I'm not doing a good job, not getting my job done. So as Laura was sitting there, just reviewing that, mm. seeing it. Remember, Josh, you always say, why is it so important to write it down? Because it objectifies it. Now you can see it. You shine the light of your awareness on it. And suddenly it hit her. If I'm not doing my job, I'm failing. And if I'm not communicating effectively with my daughter, I'm failing. She realized that the underlying thought was the same for both. She recognized that the root of her frustration and anxiety had more to do with her inner fear of failing than it did with the messy room and the late reports. Hmm. It had all to do with her own thought of being a failure. This is what her boss told her. He said, you're one of the best employees I have. You're anything but failing. Besides, it's just the nature of teenagers not to listen. I know, Vicki, she's a great kid. Hmm. Everything will work out. Lauren's outlook suddenly changed from hopeless to hopeful. If I'm causing it, then I must be able to uncause it, she reasoned. The weight of the world seemed to slip off her shoulders. She had perceived herself as failing, but her thoughts were not the truth. They weren't reality. She realized that she wasn't failing. And her newfound awareness that her mind was the cause of the anxiety and frustration was extremely empowering. Laura felt a renewed sense of peace as she went back to work. Mark Twain said, It's not what we don't know that's the problem. It's what we know that isn't so. Hmm. It's the false beliefs that we, that we bought, that I'm unworthy, that I'm not good enough, that I don't deserve it, that I'm a louse, that nobody loves me. It's all those false inner critic stories that we bought into that we know that's not so. And so really the whole process here of aha journaling is to realize that for yourself, to catch these stories. I tell you what, if you, if you play with this process, I guarantee you, just for, do it for a week, you're going to see patterns. You're going to have aha moment realizations, and it's going to set you free. It's going to set your life energy free. It's not going to be bound up in that reactive conditioning anymore, and you're going to be able to change. That's new energy to create the life that you want, to channel into the exercising, the eating right, the doing all the outer activity. This, th remember we talked about how the interaction becomes the fuel for your outer action? How is that so? Because it frees your life energy. It free Now all of a sudden, Luke, 
you are using the force. Hmm. You are one with the life energy. Or when we're talking about the ch- the chakras in in yoga and kundalini, you are you are now balanced. You're in harmony. Your energy is flowing freely. What does that mean to have your energy flowing freely? It brings back your health, your vitality, your immunity. It brings higher wisdom, higher intelligence, new ideas, unprecedented insights. You become the answer. You become the solution. And Josh, it brings wholeness and well-being and health and vitality and excellence and genius and brilliance and radiance all on its own. We've talked about all you need to do is release the resistance. This is the resistance. The problem is, as we kept saying, it's who we know ourselves to be. It's the unconscious patterns of our personality. But when we shine the light here, when we focus in and we pay attention and we begin to dissolve these subconscious programs, we begin to let go of the limitations of the past, all of a sudden, well-being comes all on its own. Health and vitality come on its own. Creativity and excitement about life returns all on its own. We enter the present moment. We no longer go to sleep and a program keeps playing. We stay in the present moment. What's the present moment? The kingdom of good, the kingdom of heaven. That's, that's it. That's where it is. When we, when we seek first that kingdom, when we find first the presence of this moment and we live here and now, all good things come to us. All good is added unto us effortlessly. We don't, we don't have to make it happen. We don't have to struggle to force it to happen. Our energy's flowing again. There's balance and harmony again. We're connected with the one again. We're in harmony with the divine. We're unified with the force. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, the good that is that always is, is revealed to, through, in, and as us. What does that mean? Our bodies can become more resilient. Healing appears to happen. What is healing? And we talked about this before. Healing is just the wholeness that eternally is in the true nature of your being, being revealed, no longer being held back as that energy is flowing freely again. We don't have to make healing happen. We become the right condition that allows healing to be welcome. We don't have to make prosperity and abundance come to us. We become the right condition vibrationally that allows abundance and prosperity that abounds to flow through us, to be revealed to us. And reflecting, remember, everything that flows through us, the energy that we send out, as we sow, so shall we reap. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. The energy we send out reflects off the mirror of life and comes back to us. And it's so simple. It's just playing with it. Don't make it work. Don't make this another thing you need to do. You're already too busy. There's already so much going on. Make it fun. Make it a game. A game of self-discovery. Discovering your true self. Totally, yeah. And check it out on The Real You. Uh, we also did a, a new year, new new you change to the website, if you will. So check out therealyou.net just to see all the cool stuff that are there. Also, AHA is capitalized for a reason, right? It's exciting. It's, like, it's exciting. Ah, These are the realizations. You want to have fun with that. Yeah. You know, learning is pure joy, but learning about self is self-enlightening. It's self-illumination. It's bliss to realize that it's been me all along. And because it's been me, I can change it. Just play with this process. Let it be fun. Let it be a, a fun process of self-discovery and you know, just setting yourself free. Again, this is all about gaining emotional intelligence, understanding why it is you feel the way you do, and then realizing that you have the power over changing your emotions at any time by changing the story in your mind. It appears on the surface 
always that an external trigger is stimulating certain thoughts and feelings within you. However, as you become more present, you will start to notice that the thought or feeling arises within you first, and it's looking for a place to happen. You'll begin to see how your inner state draws people and circumstances to you that reflect what you're thinking and feeling. Remember, we keep talking about this, that reflect your vibration. So as you start paying attention using this aha journaling process, you're going to stop those negative things from coming to you. Why? Because you're going to be catching your vibration and changing it in real time before you know it. Remember, it's the feeling and the thought. It's your vibration that's primary, that you send out, that then comes back to you in the mirror of life, that's then reflected back to you. So it's your inner state, your inner vibration, that's looking for a place to happen, that's looking for people's circumstances and situations to unfold, to play out in the play of life. For example, when you just know that, oh, they're going to cut me off, or this idea will never work, or... I could never win, or we'll never make it in time. What you're really doing, unconsciously of course, is attracting a suitable outer stage and cast of characters through which the inner movie script of your own beliefs may be played out. Your expectations become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now rewrite the script of your own life and change the story in your mind. Thank you guys for tuning into the Real You podcast. And Ted, thank you for uh, that last reading there. That was really a really good way to end it off, I would say. If you like what you're hearing, please feel free to follow, like, subscribe onto whatever platform you are listening on. Also, we want to say thank you guys for giving us questions. Just so you know, little teaser, there's an Intermedia podcast coming up based on one of your suggestions. So please keep on commenting, writing to us, even writing to us about the Real You journaling you've been doing. We want to hear about everything. And the most important thing is that thank you for tuning into this, but don't forget to also tune into the real you. Thank you. This program is copyrighted in 2021 by Chrysalis Point. Thanks for listening.